0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's time to step inside
1: the Ike to Gone with your host, Ike Feldman.
0: What is up, Pike fans? Up. Boxing fans, mixed martial arts, kickboxing fans, BJJ fans, Olympic martial arts fans, anything you guys are into. What is up, combat sports community? It is your boy, your brother in arms, Isaac Ike Feldman, with my brother in arms, the best duo in combat sports podcasting, the best looking duo in combat sports com- podcasting. Hide your moms, hide your wives. Francisco and Ike are back at it. My main man, Francisco Guzman of MMA Mundial and Mukanda and Box- <laughs> <laughs> Boxio Mundial. Francisco, we-, we will find you on Twitter. Maybe we can go over some Twitter handles as-, as the this show goes on, the Twitter live goes on. But first and foremost, it's always great talking to you, man. We obviously talk a lot more than the audience will see, but... Now we're doing it live. For sure. For sure. <laughs> How's everything, man? How's everything?
1: Good, man. Good man trying to, trying to stay cool in this in this hot, muggy, humid weather we have here in New York, you know.
0: You're always cool, man. You're like a polar <laughs> bear, man. It, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to melt you, man. You are always cool, cool customer. It makes sense uh, I will always pay respect to those that have stepped into the ring of combat or the cage of combat. And you, my friend, while you were eating, I think it was tuna tartars. You were showing me some beautiful, like, dips and Mike Tyson-like well, so boxing. Was... You are talented, man, and knowledgeable, <laughs> and I respect it. Thank, you. Thank um, you. Give us a story of your boxing background. like what, like. what, Well,
1: my boxing background was pretty much an, an accident. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, I'm serious because uh, when I first started boxing, I was always interested in boxing since I was a kid. But uh, I never really went to a boxing gym till I was like in my early 20s, and I met a friend of mine in the cat in uh, connected New York. He was he was actually a professional boxer, and he brought me into the gym, um, and uh, I got my taste of of actually sparring. And you know, when you get hit in the nose um, pretty pretty hard, you start to realize this ain't a joke. Um, you realize how much discipline it takes for fighters to be in the kind of shape they're in. So I did it as a way of just being good. I never really tried, you know, really wanted to compete at all. But, uh, you know, the Golden Gloves was always around there. And they were, like, kept asking me if I wanted to compete. And and one year I said, all right, I'll do it, you know. Um, and uh, I competed in the uh, uh, Golden Gloves maybe uh, two years. Wow. Two years in a row, yeah.
0: Respect, man. Respect. One of the hardest
1: amateur competitions in New York,
0: you know. So. It's
1: no longer called the, the – uh, the uh it's no longer called golden gloves Ringmasters. Call ring masses right but yeah it's,
0: do they okay question then do they hand you the necklaces though i don't know I,
1: I believe they still do i'm they i'm not them. sure i haven't been to those fights in a long time
0: i i the my boy won the uh, he was the silver gloves uh mr benny bias um uh, hmm. maybe a decade ago Who's walking around the college campus with uh, the silver gloves I go, what the hell are those He goes, you know those four miles a day I've been running, and that I've been going to White Plains to train. It was all, and he goes, oh my fights on YouTube. I go, you fought at MSG? I was like, you're so mad. Yeah, you played at the theater.
1: Yeah, they put you in the theater.
0: Yeah, unbelievable, man. It's it's remarkable. I don't know if if my career is trending towards covering more amateur shows because it's more of like the love of the game because. Dude, we are in an era where it's like we're post-Conor McGregor. I mean, I'm sorry, folks. Breaking news, breaking news. Fanboys, Conor McGregor is not in his prime. If you missed 2015 and 16, maybe in 14 with the Holloway-Poirier fights, you guys missed out because now you have the the drunk whiskey salesman who's (laughs) getting all these allegations, getting chased by lawyers left and right. It's crazy. Man, I respect the amateurs because there's – there's no pomp and circumstance. There's not as much bells and whistles. That's why I, I loved how uh, the Olympic Committee they kind of put the heat under the boxing to get their stuff together to kind of like, I don't think they'll ever fully push out corruption, but they they wanted it you know, to be as prestigious. I will say as this
1: much about the amateurs, though: the amateurs is not uh, scripted like let's say boxing. It's when you turn pro, you can pick and choose your opponents, um, and the amateurs is not that that easy to pick pick opponents sometimes you don't know who you're fighting you know so when you see those guys that have like 50 to 100 fights those guys are really good (laughs)
0: yeah Yeah. people i think need to give jake paul a little more credit because when i was going through ryan garcia's record in the lead up to davis uh garcia and i saw some guy that was three and 12 another guy was like four and ten i'm like that that's part of the game and it's just that jake paul's on such a uh a platform now that everybody wants to rip them apart. But what well, we are not going to rip apart, but what we are going to dissect is UFC 290. There's obviously a huge boxing fight that took a minute to get uh, situated, which is the Crawford Spence later this month. Tyson Fury, Francis Ngannou, oh, my God. I'll believe it when those two actually step into the, the same uh, uh, ring. That's going to be incredible. Maybe it will be on, like, the, a cruise ship with a bunch of sheiks in the front rows cuz I heard that was a rumor with Joshua Fury years ago but we also have John Jones, Steve Micic and whatever else uh Francisco and I are going to talk about but first Francisco what is your biggest takeaway when looking back at UFC
1: 290 Uh man I told you. Oh, yeah, you were
0: right. You were right. Yes, yes. Let me uh, set the uh, the bed here or make the table, whatever you want me to say. I'm giving you credit, man. You said you said this guy's on that that Jordan level. He's just in that zone. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, is dangerous. He's got cardio. He's got weapons. Dude, you were completely right about that. So uh, credit to you.
1: Yeah. Vokanowski is at that place right now. Um, where GSP was at, John Jones was at, Anderson Silva was at. When those guys were in their prime, in their peak, uh, they were they were super hard to beat. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, John Jones still hasn't lost, and GSP, of course, never lost. So, uh, you when you look at those guys when they were in their prime, um, they they just had everything, you know. Um, they and when they peaked as a fighter, you had to have the same coming in. And Yair, you know, he, of course, shown some nuances in in his game, um, very unorthodox and 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 uh, and pretty quick. But Volkanovski showed that, you know, there's levels to this game and and he's at a level where where I think he's just a level above everybody else.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I didn't expect it to be that dominating and Volkanovski is one of the most frequent champs that we have in UFC and in all of MMA, but just, man, I, I was thinking, I was like, come on. The Frankie Edgar-Yair Rodriguez fight was five, six years ago where he just he swarmed him, ground and pound, dominating. I do have to say, though, when looking back, there was a headbutt from that freaking thick-skulled New Zealand or maybe he's from Australia. That's that SOB with the uh, he had like he like headbutted him. But I mean, all is fair in love and war and fighting. And my goodness, it, it, you know, it, it might have taken something uh, away from Yair and that. But I, I'm gonna say, you know what, t- what,
1: what took it away? Uh, physicality, he's a strong dude. You saw how he went against Islam, right? um he he moved up weight classes and still showed that he was strong enough to deal with the bigger guys right so this guy is is a is a tank you understand not only is he a good striker but he's a tank so uh you you know yair just didn't have wasn't physically strong enough to to deal with that kind of pressure
0: no it looked like a big brother and a little brother and again you have your thinking cap on i overlooked the the strength that was used against islam it's like duh you know he's facing this dagestani legendary strength and he was competitive with with islam for five rounds why wouldn't he be like able to manhandle and ragdoll somebody like yair's build and you know nothing against yair you know he's He's going to be back. Maybe he wins a title if he waits long enough till Volkanovski retires or go up to 155. He's young enough. He doesn't have that many miles. He's spaced out many fights. Maybe he could win a title, but as you said, man, he is in that that upper echelon zone right now for his career. So respect to Volk. Well, uh,
1: we have Elio uh, Tapura, right, isn't it him?
0: Ooh, yes yes you sent me some really cool uh and if you know the guy's I'll throw it out there but you you sent me a really cool uh what would it be like a, a video package that this guy threw together with like some spanish music some six yeah, spanish yeah, yeah. music it was like zorro was coming in to to fight with the gladiator and volkanovsky and you know what man again i I love Volkanovski. Okay, I'm a big fan of him. I, I really am. People think it's like I'm a big fan of him, but it's like now I look at Taporia. He's more hungry. He's undefeated. He's very similar build as Volkanovski. And just when is the king gonna be fat on the throne? So yeah, you you say Taporia. I might I might just keep. <laughs> I might. I think I'm on the record of telling Volkanovski I keep picking against you. He's like, oh, I might keep picking against me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, I picked the zombie against Volkanovsky. It, it, it's hard to bet against him right now, you know. Um, only because, like, he does, like I said, he does he does a lot of things really good. Um, and he's at that peak. Uh, Tapura could, could be a threat, you know. I mean, he looks like it, but once you get in there and you see them both together, you see the reason why is where he's at, you know. So, and and I would say this much, in my opinion. When Valkinowski beat, when he beat um, um, Max Halloway the first time, he got that win legitimate. The second time I thought he lost. I thought it was a very close fight, but I thought he yeah. lost. But in that third fight, it's just like he got better and better and better. And he was fighting the best guy in the division. Uh, Max Halloway was the the best in that division. And he, he just got better. And in that third fight, he totally smashed him. He totally showed why he's, he's the best in that division, you know? Great and point. since then, I don't think that he's he's gone a backward step. So yeah,
0: dude, he lost to I don't even know who he lost to years ago, but he uh, undefeated in the UFC featherweight division. He's taken out all the top contenders: Brian Ortega, Max Holloway, Yair Rodriguez, Korean Zombie. Uh, is all that's left? Is a rematch with Islam or are we gonna wait for Taporia to, to make a statement, or is that just a fight? He wants,
1: he wants that rematch. He actually voiced that in the press conference. He, he wants that rematch. He I know he, he felt that he won. A lot of people did feel like he won too. I, I didn't think so, but I thought it was super close. I mean, I thought he was gonna get washed. I was I was boy, did I eat crow? I mean Bokanowski Bokanowski showed me that was one fight that I did bet against him, and yes, he did lose, but he won in a lot of people's eyes, regardless of the loss. Or not, you
0: know? And that, that's another reason why I respect you. Many, many, and guys, the topic we have is combat sports media. Very, very broad topic, but it should be fun to play around with. Uh, that's another reason why I respect you is that you can say that you a crow on, on picking a, a fight or how you expected a fight to go. A lot of these people will try to, like, weave their words that they were never wrong I've heard the same thing with gamblers. And it's like, man, it's like at some point, it's like you're allowed to be wrong. We're all human. Like we're, we're humans trying to predict what humans are going to do. It, it's okay if you're wrong. But we'll, we'll, we'll get into uh, our, our favorite. Well,
1: well, you know, when you – in a fighter's mind or when you look at these fights, right, You what you kind of do when you pick these fights, when I pick these fights, right, I pick these fights according to – their best attributes and then i kind of put them together try it mentally and i say well you know this guy does this really well and that guy does this really well what would the outcome be right that's how kind of i i i pick fights i mean for the most part i'm right but when i'm wrong i'm wrong i mean like you know we can't always be right you know so.
0: well this is where i'm gonna lean on you heavily next because we have a huge match um am i going to screw this up? it is welterweight is the crawford spence welterweight uh spoiler alert yes. okay it is yes. well i'm learning people i'm learning yeah. uh 147 all the
1: belt for the undisputed title
0: undisputed title uh uh is it 147.5 is there a 0. 0.5 in there or is it just 147. no nah, it's 147. all right it's i'm the, making it up weight bad. classes <laughs> but at the end of this one, and I'm going to lean on you heavily here, man, because paint the picture, explain to me and the audience why we need to see this fight. And, again, guys, we are trying to get Francis – we are efforting, Francisco, to get a Twitter. If you got – he's – yes, I, I, I promise. Knuckles. I've been saying
1: that for a long time. I will. You actually will.
0: box, man. Frankie Knuckles makes a lot of sense, makes complete <laughs> sense. Uh, you are the man. You are the Francisco Goose man. Uh, so I, I do appreciate your time for – jumping on the octagon, And again, man, if you have a podcast or anything you want me to jump on, you've been extremely gracious and courteous with your time. I do appreciate it. And I will use your pick and your knowledge for the July 29th Crawford Spence fight. Let me know who's going to win. How are they going to win? How you break this down? Dude, Woo, the, the floor that's is a- yours. The oof. floor is yours.
1: That is, that is a tough one, man. Um, This is, like, one of the – these are – this fight is compared to, like, Leonard Hearns, you know? Wow. Um, That's how how competitive this fight is. No one truly knows – I mean, we all have our picks, right, just like anybody else. But some people – a lot of people are on the fence. I mean, you got two guys who haven't lost. You have two guys who just been – just beating everybody up, right? So who do you pick? Now, I will say this much: when when Crawford first moved up to welterweight, I didn't give him a chance in hell. To me, Spence was too big, too strong. Um, you know, a rough, rugged Southpaw. You know, but as Crawford began fighting, you know, Benavidez, he fought Benavidez where he knocked him out in the twelfth round. He fought Amir Khan, which was pretty much a wash. He fought Kell Brook. I mean, he's had he's had fights. He hasn't really fought the opposition that Spence has fought. Spence kind of beat everybody to, to get all three belts. But Crawford just took what he could. You know what I'm saying? But when Crawford fought Porter, it was to me, it was a perfect measuring stick. Because Crawford, I mean, Porter had fought Spence. Uh, lost to Spence on a real close decision where he was knocked down, I believe, was the 10th round. 10th or 11th round, he was knocked down?
0: Yes, um, I
1: believe so. And, uh, but it was a close fight. Now, Crawford comes in there and fights Porter. Porter, Porter, of course, was was very competitive in that fight too. But one thing I saw about about Crawford against Porter was that Crawford you know, made the fight a little different. Uh, Porter tried to fight his fight, but even Porter said it in, in, in his podcast that Every time he tried to fight his fight, Crawford was ready to stop it. And it made it more difficult for him. Uh, but if you look at the 10th, what is it? The ninth round. No, I can't remember what round he knocked him out. I think it was the 10th that he stopped Porter. Um, but when when he when he looked, when he looked at when they told him in his corner that he was losing, he said, what that he was like behind or it was close or whatever. He got up immediately and knocked Porter down. Not once, but twice and it looked like he was on his way to stopping Porter before his father jumped in and stopped that fight. So he did something in that fight that nobody had done to Porter. Porter has never been stopped. he had been he's been knocked down, but he's never been stopped. And and that's and not that, I mean there was there was other situations that I thought that Crawford was going to be competitive, but that made solidified it for me that this fight is going to be to me I I started to lean towards Crawford, you know. And you know you, you got Spence who's had car accident. You know he came back and beat Danny Garcia, which was not a which was a, a great win for him coming from from some for a situation like that. Then he had a detached retina. He comes back and he beats Ugas. Uh, he stops him, a Cuban who's never been stopped. Um, and you 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 see that he still had that 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 beast to him, even though he went through those things outside the ring. Now he's been off for. Can but I, I think a year, year and a half. Can't remember how long he's been off. But um for him to, to take this fight now, you know, this is the reason why some people are picking Crawford is because of the time off. Um and because of all the antics outside the ring. Plus he tends to balloon up between weight. Um so is those things gonna hurt him? We'll find out July 29th.
0: That's uh that's a thick onion, man. That peel back the layers. It's a big fight. Um, on my end, it's like: is Crawford? Is this? Is this the fight where he gets caught? Is he? I mean, because you, you don't know a fighter's old until they lose. It's like you can pick him, pick him, pick him, and then they just they fall off a cliff. Is Crawford that good? Or disciplined in his off season that he's not necessarily what is he 37 34 No Crawford He's only Spence
1: 30, Spence is 32
0: Crawford's only 34 35 35 yeah. 35
1: 35
0: Okay so then all right so then he he's still in his prime and is Crawford the type of guy that is disciplined in his off seasons
1: I've never seen him out of shape. I've never seen this guy out of shape. Never. There's a video uh, a few years ago where uh, Crawford is kind of calling them out. They kind of, you know, they're kind of going at each other with words. And uh, and he points to his stomach. Like, he points towards Spence's stomach. He said, you fat. You know, and then he goes, no, I'm." Huh? And then he pulls up his shirt. He's like, I'm not fat. Look at, you know, like showing off his six-pack. Um, You know, kind of showing off that he stays in shape. And I've never seen Crawford out of shape. No. So... Like I said, this is a guy who, who outside the ring, yes, he's he's had a few hiccups. I mean, I think he got shot in the head, uh, in it before his fifth professional fight. Wait, um, shot? He, yeah, uh, uh, Crawford got shot. Um, in a, he was in a, he was hanging out with some buddies. I don't remember the full story, but he got he he got he got kind of. I think the bullet just kind of hit him and and came out, didn't really go into his head like that um but but he did get shot and it kind of woke him up and after that that he he had a child also and uh he changed he kind of changed his ways after that um but he's a guy who who stays in shape who stays in the gym you never really see him out of shape um and you know i give look this is one fight that i could be wrong anybody can be wrong because you're talking about two guys who are who are dogs who are who are not trying to lose at all costs. So it's not going to be an easy fight for either guy to win. You understand? When I'm picking Crawford, it's because of a hunch. But, man, this is one of those fights that anybody can be wrong, man. It's that close and it's that competitive of a
0: fight. Okay, then, uh, without picking uh, a fighter necessarily or kind of overcasting – do you believe this fight will have the intensity and the action as much as Lomachenko and Haney, or is this going to be? Oh, it's a different type of fight. It's a fight.
1: different type of fight because these, these are guys who who will go after it. You know, n- not either guy is super defensive, right? Like, even though they have good defense, they they have great boxing fu- fundamentals. I mean, Crawford does a little bit more than Spence. Um, Spence is very consistent he has a very good jab he uh, keeps his guard up pretty high he doesn't really get hit a lot uh, he puts constant pressure on you and he hits you from all angles he's a combination puncher he's a he, he's, he doesn't he doesn't stop he just keeps coming right um, he's a good body puncher he has a very good jab both guys have great jabs so you're talking about two chessmen. Two high-level chessmen going against each other, and it's and they're not trying to play chess. That's the point. <laughs> These guys are, are, are gonna try to to outdo another, and that's what makes this fight compelling. You know, I mean, the, this fight should be bigger than Manny Pacquiao and Floyd Mayweather, but of course, you know, height beats substance
0: sometimes. So, yeah. Will there be a stoppage?
1: Oh, man, I mean. I don't know neither guy has been stopped um but it could happen these guys do have a lot of knockouts uh on their record um i mean spence just got a got a stoppage against ugas by he's swollen it was a tko of course because his eye was brutally swollen but um but yeah it is you know he they're gonna come to put punishment on each other uh and like i said this fight is one of those fights that as a throwback fight in a way, because we're used to seeing one guy be that much better than the other guy. And then, then he's just out boxing for 12 rounds or beats him up, knocks him out. And the fight is over. That's what we, we've been accustomed to lately in boxing, but this fight here, this fight is, is putting two guys who never lost and are still in their prime. I mean, yeah, they're, 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 they're reaching the end of their prime probably, but they they still ha- they haven't shown any and you know any any deterioration they haven't shown um any st- they don't look like they're losing their skill sets um they still look like to be in that prime of their career so far and that's what we're waiting to see i know some people were like oh this fight happened a little bit too late but no. where is where you know where is the evidence of that
0: so i agree i agree with everything you're saying man um again we're being joined by Francisco Guzman of Boxio Mundial, MMA Mundial. Follow him on a soon-to-be Twitter handle, possibly the real Frankie <laughs> Knuckles or Frankie Knuckles real, whatever. We'll we'll figure it out. But it's
1: coming, It's coming.
0: Is this the fight of the year, Crawford Spence?
1: It could be. It could be. It it if if it I'd be surprised if it disappoints. Okay. I would be very surprised if, if you get these two guys who just stand in front of each other and don't take any any control of the fight. I, I would very you know, if these guys just played it safe, I would be I would be I don't think anybody's expecting that.
0: <laughs> ah, with two tacticians or two chessmen as you said, it's like it's like that's why I, I felt like Haney woke something up in Lomachenko. Which brought the fire to that fight. With these, I feel like these guys, like, it's nobody's gonna really. It's gonna be so close that we we need like fifteen rounds, or we need a trilogy. Like, it, it's it won't. be It enough. might be. It won't be. It enough. might be. But uh, I, I, I'm excited for it. I mean, I think the UFC is on the same exact night. You, you're gonna have like some. What
1: <laughs> what'd you Someone call fighting on the guard
0: hand? the the, the nurse no you didn't say the nurse at home you said like that the retirement card or something I love that. Oh,
1: yeah we were talking about all the fighters that are fighting on the other <laughs> was yeah. like yeah.
0: It, it was like yeah I, I think you're gonna have some deaths on the mma side of combat sports <laughs> that night and on the other side of boxing you're gonna have like two fencemen like 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 a clean cut might might win it like it's it's going to be a tight fight, but on the other side, you got Gaethje and Poirier—just two guys ready to like, oh, themselves up. Like,
1: that's part two. Yes,
0: there will be blood in the UFC's cage. No, I can predict that. That night is going to be blood, like no doubt about it. But for sure, where there be blood, October twenty-eighth, because it was just announced, and for this fight, Tyson Fury versus Francis Ngannou. I really, 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 really want to wait till we see them facing off because Tyson Fury, he he does have a pass, though he has cleaned it up a lot. Francis Ngannou is coming off a major knee injury, and the first fight he's going to fight is one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. Like, what? You can't just build it off some slackadaisical PFL fighter, some low, low, lower-ranked boxing heavyweight. I... I will believe it when it happens, but for you, Mr. Francisco Guzman, what's your first impressions, early thoughts of Fury and Gano? Um,
1: you know, of course, this is just a, a spectacle fight. You know, we all know 100%. what this is. Um, but I will say this much, okay? I mean, we're probably going to look back at this because one thing I will say, I don't expect Ngano to win, not even – Not even by a long shot. But we know Engano hits like a mule, and if Tyson Fury takes him lightly in any way, and gives Francis Engano a a a slight of a chance to put those hands on his chin, and he and he clips him really good, Tyson might not get up like he got up against uh, uh, Deontay Wilder. You understand? I mean, we saw how hard Francis Engano hits. I think they they. They did some, like, pressure gauge where he hit it. He hit – well, I don't know what he hit, but it was, like – Slightly harder than
0: you, right? Only only slightly harder than you, right?
1: (laughs) 800 pounds of pressure, dude. I mean, it was, like – this guy hits, like, a tank truck, you know? Like, I just don't see – I just – I know Tyson has the boxing abilities to to make this a winnable fight for himself, but – if you 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 give Engano just one chance to put his hands on you, um, which is a puncher's chance, Engano will sleep you, man. So, if that happens, I mean, I know this is not a for for title fight. Um, that they're, they're giving Tyson Fury a pass for it, but if he knocks out Tyson Fury, Francis Engano is gonna be a king. You understand what yes. I'm saying? That's going to be, that's going to, cause nobody's beat. Nobody's done it. You know, nobody's being a boxer. I mean, you know, we saw Conor McGregor try to do it. You know what I'm saying? We see uh, Jake Paul beating up, you know, Tyron Woodley and, and uh, you know, all these other guys that he's fought. He's, he's fighting Nate Diaz now. Um, So yeah, uh, (laughs) this is going to be, this is interesting because I I don't give Nganou a chance, uh, but I do give him a punches chance
0: to say the least. It is 100% interesting. It is a spectacle. It's one of those Muhammad Ali Aoki. I believe that's not the DJ. Yeah, yeah. There was like a, a catch wrestler that they did at like Shea stadium. I believe many, many, many decades ago, man, I I've said this to you several times that I see Francis and as is like, I mean, you crowned it he is a king man he's he's a carries himself like like a how just how a human being should like he he's speaks softly he competes like an animal like he he is a great champion a great spokesperson he speaks multiple languages his story is epic And yet, uh, the guy who's had tendencies to kind of be insecure in his past, Mr. Dana White, of course they clash heads. But yet, of course, Dana White is buddy-buddy with this drunk Irish whiskey salesman uh, who, I don't, this guy has, if Francis Zingato had one of these ten allegations that Conor McGregor had, they would just disparage him, that TMZ and Dana White would, form a, an alliance to take down Francis Ngannou's reputation. Like Francis Ngannou truly is just how a he's – a, he's a fighter's fighter. He's a champion's champion. Like And like you said, man, if he wins, he will capture the world. Everybody will know his name on planet Earth if he beats Tyson. Oh, for
1: sure, because nobody's expected to, him to win. And it will be – you know, it will be like a Cinderella story in a way where yeah. – you know he gets he leaves the UFC now he's making more money than he's ever made in his whole entire career, um, and uh, and he's looking to make more money. I think it was eight million that he's supposed to make off the top, plus other other ways, other maybe pay for you buys or whatever. But now um, he beats. Let's say it does happen. He knocks out Tyson Fury. Now he, we have maybe a, a rematch. <laughs> down the line and then he makes even more money he walks away from mma much richer than he came in wow something
0: and it's like he would he would hold court he could start a francis and got a promotion he could team up with the promotion and it's like he could be the the correspondent or ambassador like for africa african boxing african mma like hell yeah let's go francis like dude <laughs> i i think now, learning about how you predict and see fights, I'm learning here. Are we going to – is Tyson Fury going to underestimate Francis Ghana? It's, it's on the table. It's a possibility.
1: We've seen Fury hit the canvas, okay, against Steve Cunningham, which is a smaller fighter. He got dropped. And against Deontay Wilder in the first fight, you know, it was life and death, right? Uh, and then in the third fight, he got dropped also twice. Um, he's shown the ability to recover, that he has shown. But Engano hits. You, we saw Engano hit, you know, um, Alistair Overeen and nearly knock his head right off his body. I mean, this guy hits really hard. So Tyson Fury needs to go in there and take care of business, because if he takes him lightly and tries to toy with, with Francis. All Francis has to do is put one hand on him, a good one, and, we, and that's it. So that's the only thing that I'm seeing here is that Engano, even though win or lose, if he if he if he's able to make the fight competitive or even hurt um, Tyson Fury or put him out, it's he's got a, he's 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 won the lottery. I would say.
0: And my final thing with this uh, have we heard i've seen some things were being released with the purses francis ngano getting 8 million is great he, he should get 15 man give fury 25 give ngano 15 it, it, a little more than 8 come on this is it's going to be freaking oh well, he's going to make more
1: he's going to make more than that I, I i heard numbers like 20 million 30 million i mean i heard some big numbers yeah.
0: okay 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 numbers aside Let's talk the I mean he got
1: 600,000 for his last fight.
0: <laughs> yeah. Great. Great point. Great point. Holy moly. <laughs> 1.2 million would be doubling it. Holy moly. Great point. Exactly. Oh my god. Um, do we know any of the uh, the equipment? Is this going to be in a ring? Is it going to be in a cage? Is it going to be in like a I don't know the particular is,
1: I really don't know the particulars yet. I know it's going to be I've been in Saudi Arabia. Okay. You know, so So, but I don't know the particulars yet.
0: You you said the word king, man. They are going to be treated like yeah,
1: over there. Saudis are trying to take over. (laughs) Oh,
0: my. To to kind of sidetrack, because it wouldn't be an octagon without a sidetrack question. Uh, (laughs) um, Do you see the Saudis being real players in combat sports? I know they have the Abu Dhabi deal, the Emirates with UFC, but uh, I can't think of any more boxing stuff. The well they
1: signed they signed uh uh USEC. Usek signed to uh oh a Saudi Arabia and um yeah, I can't remember the, the the organization, but yeah, they're in the mix, these guys.
0: They could be a player. Do you have oh, yeah.
1: of, did you did lot? I didn't I send you something on um they had uh they offered uh they had some some no, they own um part of the PGA or something like that? They PGA P, you know some of these uh uh
0: I've seen that. Yes, they some of these
1: golf players—they had a money. like a golf organization that now merged with the PGA. Yeah, um, yeah. The, and they also have soccer teams and and all that stuff. These guys are these guys are trillionaires, bro. <laughs> you know, what? these guys imagine. are buying up stuff.
0: And imagine if they paid in like another universe, because obviously Dana and Connor are buddy buddy. But say following Floyd Connor, 2017, Connor and Dana do not get along. Say all of a sudden Nate Diaz has been sitting on the sideline. I, if we were twenty seventeen, I could totally see the the Saudi combat sports organization sliding in there and like offering those guys like seventy five million each. Connor Nate three like six years ago. Imagine like, right? Do you think that's the could could that fighter take Dana White to court and be like, what are you, you guys are telling me? I have to continue this 50 and 50 contract or a two million dollar contract whatever the freaking the the nate diaz was on which was not a million dollar contract maybe he may crack the million but tell me if the saudis are throwing 50 million the judge is going to say nope you got to stick to your contract like some way somehow the the fighters will get paid in the ufc somehow it's gonna happen i don't know how
1: well, it's the reason why UFC fighters are going to other organizations like the PFL um, and one cha- one championship. And then you got also some of these guys taking these boxing matches. Yeah, they're going to lose, you know, for the most part. But they're coming home with $2 million. Or whatever. We were on so, the phone we, the other
0: day. You mentioned Woodley.
1: Yeah, Woodley. Exactly. Woodley made $2 million even though he got knocked out against Jake Paul. Dude, you, too, but you he make made great
0: points. Like, you're like you're like his he's tarnishing his career to get knocked out by freaking Jake Paul for how, like that's how much that's how much he did not make that he needed to take that fight on two weeks. Hmm. Crazy man. It, it, boxing is one of the oldest sports, and yet it's like or combat. I mean, can you? Nah, you can't lump MMA into boxing. But I mean, boxers get paid. It's gonna, i don't know what it's going to take for mma guys to get paid
1: so check this out Usek signed with with a saudi arabian company called skill challenge entertainment
0: skill challenge okay
1: so uh <clears throat> and they and they're trying they they're trying to hopefully see if they can get Usek is fighting um uh he's got a fight with the with this guy the boss i can't really get his name right but um yeah he's got a fight coming up um but uh if he wins that which he should then i guess after tyson finishes his, his circus melee with francis Ngannou and doesn't get knocked out then i guess they could i mean they're still gonna make that fight anyway because they should because it's not for a title this fight is not it's not for a title so
0: the fact that they put together this fight so fast Ganu, Fury, and it's like, I don't think people understand how slow combat sports negotiations take. The fact that they put that fight together so fast, it tells me that Fury was, he was, he wanted to dance. Like, he wanted to have fun, spice it up. Like, the promotion for this is going to be fun. I think it's going to, as you said, going to be a spectacle. Maybe uh, Usyk uh, is just a Little boring for him, it's like it's not, it's not
1: worth it. Well, Usek, Usek, um, you know, is heavyweight champion. Um, I I believe he has two or three belts, okay?
0: That's appealing. Um,
1: they should, they, you know, the point is that that's the actually the the biggest fight for Tyson Fury, you know, and the most challenging. Whoa, 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 in terms of what, in
0: terms of what, the biggest, what do you mean? You think eyeballs,
1: yeah, of course, no No way. We, the only other fighter that could put that would be um, big or maybe bigger is Anthony Joshua.
0: This Same is the thing. clip. This is the clip. This is the social media clip. Francisco Guzman of Boxio <laughs> Mundial and MMA Mundial that believes that Francis Engano versus Tyson Fury does less pay per views than Tyson Fury versus Oleksandr Usyk. Oleksandr. I guarantee you people do not know oh. his first name.
1: Well, I'm not looking. I didn't say that. I said that it was the biggest fight for Tyson Fury. Meaning, Meaning, I mean, I mean, if you take Ted to Wembley Stadium, that they'll fill that up for sure, for
0: sure. Okay, so no more social media clip here. <laughs> <laughs> the the I mean, we clip. don't
1: know. We don't know what this Engano thing is gonna do. You understand? We, we you know we we we're, we're expecting it to be a big, you know, because Tyson Fury, of course, is gonna talk his smack. Um, daughter, Francis Ngannou doesn't really daughter. talk much, but that they paint them as King Kong, um, <laughs> which which is not hard to oh do. All you got to do is put Francis Ngannou's knockouts, you know, and splash it all over people's faces. They're they're gonna come. In People terms are gonna come. of,
0: are they allowed to use the footage, or can they only show like? All oh, right, shots. right, because it is
1: UFC footage. Um, hey, who knows? Let's see.
0: Weird, right? I guarantee. I, I, I'm trying to remember the uh, the order of this. Was the uh, the next fight we're going to talk about John Jones Stipe? Was that booked after Fury and I
1: Think before.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Because I was going to say like Dana White. That's the very competitive nature of him. But mm-hmm. spoiler alert: the next matchup that Francisco and I are going to talk about is John Jones. There's something going on with the timeline here. October 28th, November 11th. There is some. Some gamesmanship between promotions, I believe. But John Jones versus Stipe Miocic, the greatest heavyweight champion of all time, and Stipe, the greatest light heavyweight champion of all time, steroids, uh, will be under the MSG roof November 11th. Hopefully, like Francisco I like and I that will be there. there. <laughs> I'm extremely pumped for this fight, man. Uh, like, more pumped than John Jones is in the workout room. More pumped than he gets up. His, uh, it's an extremely fun fight. But I think we see John Jones edging this out. Uh, they're going to paint this as this the greatest heavyweight of all time. John Jones faces him. But it's like it's it's a couple of years past for Stipe. You, anybody who's questioned Crawford versus Spence's, like how many miles they have left in the tank, those same people would say then that Stipe's like dead shot and dragged around the shed like – in terms of years because he's had many many wars.
1: He sure has. But he's you know he's still he's still in my might be might still be competitive enough to make this fight interesting. You know, we we, we saw John Jones beat Sorghan and that might be a, a, a gift and a curse at the same time because it wasn't much of a fight. Right. Right. Ended really quickly it was a super easy fight for John Jones. Um, we thought it would, I mean, some of us, I, I picked against Jones. I thought jo- I thought Ghan was going to put up more of a fight than he did. Um, now, Stipe is a much more accomplished heavyweight than Sir Ogan is, for sure. And we've seen uh, Stipe go through adversity. I mean, yes, he got stopped by Francis Ngannou, but that's Francis Ngannou, you know? And he beats. He gave Francis Ngannou his first loss. Remember that in a fight that we thought he was going to lose. I mean, he was getting a he was getting a lumped up in that fight before he turned it around and started taking him down and took the fight away from him. But I will say this much: um, I don't expect him to beat John Jones, but he may show us where John Jones really is because I'm I believe he's going to put up more of a fight than did,
0: for sure. I I look at it as. John versus John, like if, if if he finishes Stipe in the first round, it's like okay, all right, maybe he is something in heavyweight. But we all think he's gonna win. So my point is, how does he win? How fast does he win? Like you have to, you, we really have to critique John Jones to that degree because this is not Francis Ngannou. This is not. I mean, that's really it. That's really that's it. Great, that's the
1: heavyweight division has never really been stacked anyway you know what i'm saying so if john jones mm-hmm. has a brutal
0: yeah. five round decision win it's like oh i give credit to stepe for that but if john jones goes out there and finishes him in 90 seconds 2 minutes it's like all right john jones he 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 can make some noise at heavyweight
1: yeah if he beats if he beats stepe that easy like he beats serogan i mean who who do we have i mean he'll he'll pretty much beat the rest of the roster that's out there i believe um but I I kind of think that I have I, slept on A, especially when he fought DC. You know, um, when he fought DC the second time, I slept on him, and uh, and he turned that fight around, of course, and and knocked out DC. Right, uh, he's shown that that he can adjust. Um, and yes, he's been inactive. Um, and yes, he might be past, of course, his prime or whatever.
0: Um, I don't knock the inactivity. I think that's wise.
1: Yeah, the inactivity, of course. But I think that's John, wise. Yeah, that is. Yeah, but when you look at John Jones, um, he looked a little awkward, in my opinion, when he first started out against Sarugan. I think that's why the, the, he immediately went to wrestling, right? He just didn't look like that sharpshooter that he usually is. No. And you're talking about three years, you know? And now he had a fight that didn't even last one round, right? So... Um, is he is he back in the gym, or is he or is he just you know just chilling, you know, um, and hanging out? Because that's what I've been seeing. And I haven't really been seeing anything else. Is he is he trying to improve furthermore because of the three years and because that fight didn't last too long? Because if he's if he's just enjoying the fruits of his labor and thinks that he's just going to come and run over Stepe, he might it might be uh, he might be uh, biting more than he can chew. So. I mean, this is really going to tell us where John Jones, in my opinion, where he's truly at after, you know, a layoff. And 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 is he is he the is he the, now the greatest heavyweight of all time? If anything, because that's what he could be called if if he runs through the division, not only the the greatest light heavyweight, but the greatest heavyweight and the greatest of all time, because <laughs> he hasn't been beaten.
0: Who has a better chance of winning, Miocic or Ingunn?
1: I I'd say Engano, because Engano 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 showed he 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 was a different fighter when he fought Miochik the the second time, right? He stuffed the takedowns, you know what I'm saying, and he was able to to control Stipe from from doing anything. Um, yeah, I I think that Engano, uh, uh, I mean Engano has been off for quite a bit and was severely injured in a serugan fight He's had some surgeries so we really don't know how much if those if if those injuries have taken something away from him you know not making him that monster they that usually is you know? and he's gotten better as a fighter that I will say but he's been off for a while too so who knows
0: and would you suggest would you agree with this that Ingona should just stay away from the weights any like uh power lifting off season power like he should just immediately just kinda like
1: Yeah, I don't head. I don't he he's strong. He's physically a big guy. What does he need more muscle? Right. Um what he does need is it's skill. He needs to better his skill. Better he, he he's shown he's shown a, a different skill set in the second fight. That's a, that's what I think threw Steepe off. Because Stipe couldn't get off at all. You understand? Now now when he fought When he fought um, Cyril Ghan, what I saw was that he knew he wasn't that guy. He was severely injured, but he found a way to win. You understand? I mean, that showed me that he was in a different place. He was getting to a different place as a fighter, you know? Because to be that severely injured and still win against a guy who who was...
0: That's hard, man.
1: Yeah, you know. So you have to... you you. Cyril, I mean, um, Francis Ngano is is shown improvement from his first loss to Stepe Miochek to so short. Sure.
0: my dream fight would be John Jones, Francis Ngannou. I think it's three years left on the uh maybe two and a half or three and a half years left on the ESPN deal, if like the final November and msg you get john jones versus francis and gano like they both like and just francis like just puts john away his first loss retires john and gets on the mic and just just wins everybody over man it's it could happen it could happen i don't know how i don't know when but you you never know in this this crazy uh this crazy sports that we love to cover (laughs) and learn about and uh some of the people, we got a few minutes left. Again, we're being joined by Francisco Guzman of Boxio Mundial and MMA Mundial. And some of the MMA members from which we have uh, been to events with, hung out with, know they follow us, we follow them. It's, it's an interesting circle. And I, and I like to peel back the curtain. Uh, I've had good experiences with the top dogs very porous experiences with the top dogs and it's interesting it turns into high school when you're at these media scrums and especially when it's lunchtime and they're they're serving out free sandwiches and (laughs) it's like everybody rushes to the lunch line it's hysterical that's why it's like francisco i'm trying to get him to come to boston with me it's like man we are we are the crew now uh rolling out to these events uh if i don't catch for instance with a, what a boxing, dynamic duo <laughs> dynamic duo uh we'll definitely uh we'll kill it at msg in november or maybe a boxing match before then at msg or barclays or something but yeah let me start uh, i want to i'm gonna throw out medium member names and i want you to tell me uh your favorite part about them and your worst or least favorite part about them let me start arrow hawani extremely Uh, informative journalist, extremely well-spoken, carries himself like a classy professional. I'm sure he writes beautiful emails. I'm sure he can speak the corporate talk like no other. Okay, that's the good traits. The bad traits, man, does he instigate these fighters to get to say shit about contracts or about the promoter, and it's like it drives me nuts. And some of the fighters have caught wind of his style and they're like, Ariel, I'm not gonna say that, but uh, the younger, less experienced, more uh, less media savvy fighters, they just, they, they get warped into his spell. So yeah, I, I love the way he conducts himself as a professional in the corporate world, but when it comes to stirring the pot, he, he's, there's nobody in the kitchen that stirs the pot like Ariel Helwani, so. <laughs> what are your thoughts on? Uh,
1: uh, Mr. Ariel, the nose. The no. nose, um, yes. <laughs> You know, look, he's trying to make a living. I mean, and not only is he trying to make a living, but, you know, he had that little fallout with Dana White. You know, Dana White, you know, whenever he speaks of Ariel Wani, He does try like, to bully him. He bullies the crap out of Ariel. So it's Ariel's way of fighting back. You know, he, he talks about, you know, fighters pay and, and all the other stuff that, that is going on with mixed martial arts, um, that we all know about. Um, some of us know about, um, so he's, you know, I honestly, I have, I don't really have any, I think he's a cool dude. Honestly. I think he, he's just, uh, you know, he's, he's still here, right. He's one of the first guys to, to really cover the sport the way he has. Um, and he's got a, he's got his own audience, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of the fighters like him, um, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, it's easy to pick on him sometimes because he's just not a tough guy. And when he tries to be tough, it's like, dude, stay in your lane, you know, because it's, it's not a tough, it, you know, it's not a tough bone in him, you know, even though I wouldn't underestimate anybody, you know, you never know. No, hey. but, but, you know, when Harry Homani just, he's a peaceful guy, you know. When, he's really not trying to step on any toes. Um, he does He does, you know, talk a little bit sometimes – and you know he might get himself a little bit of trouble but you know
0: <laughs> he, he reminds me of my brother in the sense that like if i needed somebody to defend me like for something like that court speak hey I, i'm calling Errol hawani like dude <laughs> I, I might get myself in more trouble for opening my mouth with, which is that, like Errol hawani court speak hell yeah and exactly. i think you i think you landed on something like something that nobody has talked about i've heard brendan Schaub. Joe Rogan, they broke down the the Hawani versus UFC or Hawani versus Dana White relationship. I think you landed on something, and I'm going to forever use it because if Dana White did not bully Hawani, maybe Hawani would go more lightly on the questions or try to, like, pull, like, fish for, like, some info to kind of badger Dana White, piss off Dana White, poke the bear – Maybe if Dana White, maybe it's like uh, the the cause and effect type of thing. Maybe if Dana White wasn't picking on him as much, like a high school freaking cafeteria, maybe Hawaii would go easier on him. So that's a great point.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, he probably wouldn't be wouldn't ask the tough questions like yeah. some of the media do. But
0: imagine if they got along. Like, when's the last time Hawaii? Did... Oh, oh my. Dana White does more interviews with the Schmo than a guy who has who's like the face of uh, MMA media. That doesn't make sense. Dana White's so well in oh, you saw what
1: happened. Wait, wait, wait. You saw what happened to Schmo recently.
0: <laughs> okay, so that'll be so. the next guy. That'll be the next guy. <laughs> let me, let me, I'll start with the Schmo then. Okay. What I love is his passion for the character. Okay, he doesn't turn it off. He, It's a great shtick. Uh, he is... Balls deep in the combat sports career. You know, he, he's married into it. Him and his wife both both cover it. Highly respected. Are, are they married? It. I believe so. If not, pop the question, Schmo. Mm. What are you doing? Um, <laughs> uh, they, they travel together. They cover the event together. They're, he's been on the mats. He, he seems like he's physically in shape. I do respect that side of him. Okay. Now the don'ts. Have a feel for when it's the right or wrong time to ask a crazy question in your character, okay? And two, <laughs> that's it. I don't know. I, I enjoy him. It, it doesn't 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 bother me. It doesn't bother me. I I, I get it.
1: Well, I, it doesn't bother me either. I mean, you know, I, I I don't have nothing negative to say. I'm just saying when you get a little bit close to Dana White, and you start. You know, kind of feeling that you're in a good space because she had the same room with him. Dana, Dana will let White you, went know. In
0: studio with the I you know. You know,
1: yeah, exactly. But um, we saw what happened with Ariel, right? Ariel was Dana White's, you know, he that's... was his, his right, he was he was good with Dana White, right? And then as soon as he did one wrong thing, Dana shut him down. And that's what the Schmo is learning right now. He's learning if he's if he is, he's learning that Dana, you gotta you gotta you gotta tread lightly when it comes to Dana. Cause if you do one wrong thing, Dana will shit on you every chance he gets, you know? So uh yeah. And that little situation with the whole WWE throwing the chair at over somebody's head. Who is he asking that to? I don't remember. Um
0: Dana but, uh, or or Kevin Holland. If you could share yes, yes. to somebody's skull, who would it be? Uh, and even Kevin Holland's like, Uh, you sure you want to ask me that question, man? <laughs> <laughs> that was oh hilarious. Gosh. Okay, another and then, Dana name.
1: Just, and then Dana just spazzed out
0: <laughs> Luke Thomas. I highly respect he could that guy could have he's an aristocrat. I feel like his father's 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 father was part one of the founding fathers. Like, I could see him like. Luke Thomas is a white-wig-wearing, like, judge, (laughs) diplomatic, aristocratic, well-spoken dude who you want him to be a lawyer or a football coach. Like, he has that type of persona. What I can't stand is the – I hinted at this earlier how Francisco can admit if he's wrong on something. I'm giving Francisco credit for completely being wrong on Volkanovsky. Luke Thomas is a guy that I feel – it's i don't know if maybe maybe only his family members could get him to admit that he said something wrong like you can't find a clip of luke saying i was completely wrong on that <laughs> you'll never hear it and, and to me that's an ego thing but so that that's my take on luke again i respect him this guy could run for governor run for a politician like that that takes that takes a lot of energy to be that type of cleaned up personality. But again, like a politician, they'll never admit they're wrong.
1: Yeah. Luke is a, Luke is, he's, he's, you know, he, he sounds, how can I say? I don't, when I hear, I like to listen to a show, you know, Um, I like to hear what he's got to say and what he thinks. And sometimes when he breaks down fights, I'm like, okay. (laughs) You know, Um, I, that, Kind of surprised me when I see him breaking down fights because I didn't think. I don't know. He's he sometimes cuts a little bit too long trying to show, oh, this is gonna happen, and you're sitting there, okay, let it happen already. Like, um, yeah, you're like sitting there, like, okay, what is it you talking about? Um, but I will say this much, you know, I, the guy is, I don't see any any harm in listening to him. You know what I'm saying? He, but I. I don't really got much to say.
0: (laughs) Yeah, all these guys are
1: harmless. I I watch his show sometimes just to listen to what he has to say, but I don't have anything real negative to say about the guy. No,
0: I don't know what it is. Since I've become a father, it's like I I feel like I'm trying to carry myself like a father. Like I'm not—I don't think I'm gonna (laughs) wear a zebra blazer out to one of these events. Like I really—and I think the turning point was—I was so close to like buzzing a mohawk at the uh at the new work event but the fact that i didn't do that it's like that's that's where i'm at now Uh, i'll I'll dress snazzy but i'm just keep it that would have been interesting keep it clean (laughs) try to conduct myself like a father have fun and it's like i don't know Uh, it's just francisco you're the man uh, I enjoy hanging out with you, man. I enjoy speaking with you. Uh, hey,
1: I'm kind of glad you're there when I get there. I'm like, are you Shit. coming
0: to Boston?
1: <laughs> I'm thinking about it, man. Not 100% because I think I have to do something that weekend. That's the only thing that's kind of kind of halting me from going.
0: Would you go to the PFL the night before at MSG? Uh, PFL the that. night before, really? Yep, August I'll 18th. In. I'll
1: put in for it.
0: August
1: 18th, I'll put in for it.
0: All right, all right. We got to connect, man. Any boxing matches coming up in the city?
1: Uh, Not that I know of. <laughs> no. They always I'm squeeze in a car like, Oh,
0: Teofimo's fighting?
1: Teofimo just he, – he just had a fight.
0: Always, though. But, like, I'll, I'll find out the week of. I'm like, oh, man, he's at MSG? Oh, yeah, he fought at the theater. Let me know, man. Let me know if there's any uh... – gave a great website to me, uh, fightnews.com, their schedule. I like the way it's set up, very clean. They need to throw in the event where, or the location. But other than that, we got some yeah, great that, fights there on the horizon, fight the fight my
1: man. Schedules on there. Yeah.
0: They even got Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz on that, showing them, uh, showing them respect. And by the way, I just realized, uh, I've talked to you over and over and over that I think Dana White – is ridiculous how childish he is versus Jake Paul. Like, Jake is a child. Like, but for Dana White to stoop to his level, like, it, it shouldn't happen. Dude, they're in business with the UFC, is in business with the Pauls. Like, they have those prime drinks.
1: He's been on his podcast. He's been on his brother's podcast. Yeah, I'm
0: bro. like, man, I'm the biggest idiot to think that there's like he's some WWE. About, rivalry.
1: His brother was asking, you know, to, to, he wanted to fight in the UFC.
0: Dude, so. they had me fooled, and I'm like a freaking educated, like, combat sports pers- consumer, and they still had me fooled. Then I go, wait a second, Prime. I mean,
1: Dana is trying to make the uh, Elon Musk and uh, and uh, <laughs> Zuckerberg fight. I mean, come on.
0: that's so ridiculous. Dana says,
1: oh, these things are ridiculous, but then he puts it together. Like, come on. He contradicts himself.
0: I don't want to hear that a Tesla is having a problem. And then the owner of Tesla's getting training for a kid. I will
1: say this much. Have you seen Zuckerberg, bro? With with, with Adasanya and, and Bokanowski. He's man? in he's good been shape. with those
0: guys? Have
1: he's you in seen good it? shape? Dude, he's got abs and shit. He's like he's looking like 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 a fighter.
0: He was a collegiate athlete.
1: I mean, that could be that could be TRT. He,
0: <laughs> dude, he was a collegiate athlete. I know it was rowing.
1: He was? Really?
0: I know it was rowing. Oh, it was rowing. But <laughs> he was a collegiate athlete. You cannot take that away from
1: Hey, man. I don't know, man. And I know a lot of people now, since they haven't seen Elon Musk, I think Elon Musk is in the lab right now. He's, putting, he's concocting his his Tesla, you know, body and shit. As you he, know, though,
0: but the truth is always revealed on fight night. So as long as, like, Zuckerberg is doing the right thing, he'll win. Like, I feel like Elon Musk will be on a TRT, I'm going to tell you, we
1: don't know. We haven't seen Elon Musk and what he's doing He's been out of the limelight. He hasn't really,
0: you know. I don't know, man. I, I guarantee. I no, him. no. I guarantee you, he's gonna look great. You think so? Yeah, yeah. Physically, yeah. He's gonna put out a photo, fo- he, dude. He, he might. I heard Jake Gyllenhaal got like abs inserted for a movie. Like those type of psychos, like <laughs> Elon Musk might get like a freaking fake abs.
1: Fake nah, Jake b- Gyllenhaal didn't, was- didn't get abs inserted. He those were his abs. The South Pole abs? No. Yeah, it was his abs. He was in shape. He didn't look, he didn't look this guy didn't look ridiculous. I didn't think he looked I, like I think it
0: was he, pre-iPhone for me. So it's like one of those like word of mouth type of it, it could be
1: it, like I said, it could be some TRT. You
0: know?
1: I mean who knows? But <laughs> well But he looked to be in shape, so I'm not gonna say the abs look real. They did look real. I mean Oscar Del Hoy's point. some 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 inserted abs. <laughs>
0: Yes. So my point is Elon Musk. I, I wouldn't put that past him. I don't think he's above that type of thing. Like, My wife think- my wife says he's had plastic surgery. I go, really? And she goes, yeah, look at his face.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of see that.
0: Well, Francisco, always a great time. Always, brother. <laughs> I appreciate it, my man. I'm sure we will talk before week's end. Always fight news. I do appreciate it. Oof. Have you have you settled on a Twitter handle?
1: I, I I believe it's gonna it's my Twitter head is gonna be either real Frank, not Frankie Knuckles or the real Frankie Knuckles if somebody doesn't have it yet. So, that's I'm what
0: gonna, I'm thinking. I'm gonna lock those down. I'm gonna make a burner account. Anyone? I'm gonna tweet at Wani, Luke <laughs> Thomas, Dana White. Tell them all of. Them. Go f themselves. <laughs> be like it's not Ike, it's Frankie Knuckles. Be like, we have your IP address. I'm like shit. <laughs> well, Frankie, I'm gonna throw you out of the stream. I do. Appreciate All right, brother. It. I'll talk to you soon, my brother. All right, man. Peace. Love you guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode.